it's defining your happiness however you define it. That's so important. It's based on your happiness. It's your purview. It's your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mentors Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Wetrick. Here on this show, we talk to luminaries from around the world to discuss their journey towards success and what wisdom they have to offer the younger generation. Each episode, we have on a new guest, a new story, and a new path towards personal success. I hope you're ready, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, we have on Zach Friedman. Zach is the founder and CEO of Make Lemonade, a leading personal finance company that empowers you to live a better financial life. And previously, he was a CFO, a hedge fund investor. He worked at Blackstone, Morgan Stanley, and the White House. Zach holds degrees from Harvard, Wharton, Columbia, and John Hopkins. He's an in-demand speaker and has inspired more than 25 million people in 125 countries who have read his advice in Forbes. And most recently, Zach is the best-selling author of the blockbuster book, The Lemonade Life, after having a conversation with Warren Buffett. Apple named his book one of Fall's biggest audiobooks and a must-listen. Zach is probably one of the most accomplished people I've ever had the privilege of talking to. His book, Lemonade Life, is nothing short of inspiring. His responses to my questions are articulate and well thought out. This man truly wants the best for the world. Without further ado, Zach Friedman. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today we have on Zach Friedman. Zach, thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Ava. It's great to be with you. I, you know, I am so excited to talk to you, just digging into who you are um, and researching you. There's a lot of interesting subjects we can cover. But one of the first questions I always ask my guests is, what is your origin story? Who were you then? And how did you uh, get to where you are today? And you can go back as far as you'd like. Let's go back to, to childbirth. Is that where we should start? Oh, man, like some of my guests do. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, I was born and raised in, in Los Angeles, um, the great state of California. And um, grew up there, had a chance to come to the East Coast for college and um, really wanted to pursue a career that I could make an impact. You know, that was something that was very important to me from a young age. Um, there's different ways to create impact, as you know. You can, uh, you know, give back to your community. You can work in public service. You can create a business that touches the lives of people. Um, yeah, I spent my career in finance um, and working with companies to kind of build great enterprises and, and raise capital. And you know, then I wanted to start something that was my own um, that I could build from the ground up. And I started a company called Make Lemonade. Make Lemonade is a personal finance comparison company. So basically, you think of all the personal finance needs you have in your life from student loans, which are never fun, to personal loans, to credit cards, um, and really give everyone a very transparent, like easy to compare way with free calculators and content and tools that, that really everyone can make a decision for themselves and really feel empowered so they're not overwhelmed by everything in, in your life about money. So we really try to help people and create impact and um, particularly people, you know, young people in college and millennials um, who are just trying to, you know, get through life and, and pay off student loans and refinance student loans and all those good things. So that's something that's very important to me. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot over the ways of building a business and being an entrepreneur. And I've also, you know, been able to impact people in other ways through my writing. So I have a, a column at Forbes, um, which I'm very grateful for and have a, an audience across the world. So, um, uh, you know, last month I had 2.4 million readers 
and have reached over you know, 25 million readers in total in 125 countries. So very grateful for that and, and, and love the platform and interacting and, and meeting readers. Uh, and then I know we'll talk about this, but I also have a best-selling book out, which I'm very proud of. Um, it's helped to change a lot of lives for people uh, also all over the world, and it's called The Lemonade Life. And so I know we'll delve into that today, but, but very uh, grateful and, and you know, excited to talk about that. It's been an amazing experience. Yes, yes. You know, um, listening to other interviews that you've done, this book is nothing short of phenomenal. You know, an acquaintance of both of ours, Mark Metry, talks about how, you know, he gifts this book a lot to a lot of people. And when I posted my story, like posted an Instagram story about you and your book, I actually had a lot of people reach out to me saying, hey, this is really, where can I find this? Like, Zach is, Zach seems nice. And I was like, absolutely. And thank you for writing the link. And I sent that to a lot of people. So hopefully you'll have some more book orders coming in. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Thank but, you. Thank you. Yeah. Very humbled. Of course, you know, I, I, I have to ask about the story because it's iconic in its own way. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, why you created The Lemonade Life? I create the Lemonade Life to give people more power than they realize they have, right? I think so many people are going through life, um, just kind of wandering through life. And it may not be on purpose, it may just be just the way that life is, right? We have all these different levers and people pulling at us and distracting us and they want our time and our energy. And what I found is that, you know, people are really leading one of two lives, right? They're, they're either leading what I call a lemon life, uh, which is where really 99% of people live. It's either, you know, settling for something that's less than your best self, okay? It, it's built on settling. It's built on pretending or chasing. People might not even realize they're doing this. Um, but if you take a step back and, and either look in the mirror or you look at your friends or your family, a lot of people are just doing that. And they're living what I would call a subpar life. And then I started thinking about kind of this better life, right? And I was like, you know, who who gets to lead this better life? That we all we all are, have this aspiration. How, how can we lead a better life? Whether it's in college, or at work, or just with our family, you know, what can we do to lead a better life? And I started, I started looking at kind of all these successful people, right? Not just in business, but you know, in politics and um, uh, you know, celebrities, people in sports, you know, all different different um, facets of, of leaders. And I was like, what drives success? What really drives success? We talk about hard work. You know, when we're in school and we're young, it's like, you know, work hard, get good grades, get a good job, and then you're successful, right? But but that that's not really it, right? I mean, that that's part of it, and that's good. And and you know, parents teach their kids to do that. But you know, it, I think it's something really beyond that. I started studying all these different leaders, and I I saw that it was something much different, right? It was kind of these five behaviors that were driving success. And, and I just started to think about all these things through positive psychology and, and how we can kind of pull our own levers in our own life to take back control. And I really wanted to write a book that impacted people and was very practical. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't want it some like, you know, theoretical book or something like that. I wanted something where people can really apply advice day one to change their entire life um, in, in a positive direction. And, and that was really one of the driving forces why I wrote The Lemonade Life. Yes. And, you know, uh, speaking of your five levers, the acronym for it is PRISM. But one of the most fascinating, um, like, switches that you talk about is self-awareness. Or at least to me, that's one of the most interesting ones that I, that I came across. Um, I've been experiencing this very recently where 
you know, one half of you is this higher conscious that knows what you're doing. And the other half is this really primal animalistic instinct that you just do things. So you're always communicating with yourself saying, hey, you, you, Ava, can can you please do this thing? Like, it'd be so good if you did it. If you could do that, that'd be really nice. And you have to try to, you know, wrangle in this crazy sporadic self. Um, you, or you maybe you're not controlling it at all. So when it comes to self-awareness, how can, you know, we as people... Um, cultivate that self-awareness better and take control um, of our more primal selves so that we become like so that we can live that better life that lemonade life that's such a good point you know you bring up this internal conflict right that, that all of us have right there's there's different aspects to our personalities we're not just one person right we're not just the shy person or the go-getter right we all have kind of these different behaviors and when it comes to self-awareness which is one of the five switches in the book these five behaviors that all of us have you know where no matter who we are, where we come from, what we do for a living, how much money we have. We all share through the human condition, these five behaviors. Um, and, and one of them is self-awareness. It's, it's one of the most important because the way you really control all of that is you take time to really understand yourself. And a lot of people throw around the term self-awareness, like, okay, sure, get to know myself. But a lot of people don't actually practice it, right? They don't take the time. They don't take a step back from their daily activities, right? And you can do that through meditation. You can do it through prayer. You can do it just sitting quietly, and really understanding, you know, who you are as a person, right? And 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 admitting all of your faults, admitting what you're good at, and really trying to rearrange your priorities in your life to say like, like, who, like, who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? What am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to accomplish? Um, focusing on the things that you're good at. You know, I think a lot of people get down on themselves, you know, maybe through social media, maybe through peer pressure where, you know, they're like, oh, so-and-so is so good at tennis or... Uh, you know, I wish I was more outgoing or I wish I was a good public speaker like they were, right? And, they, and people beat themselves up unnecessarily. And it's okay. Look, if you, it's okay if you're not great at something. It's okay if you're not great at five things or 10 things. I, I could probably name 50 things I'm not good at. And I'm okay with that. Um, I'm amazing at many other things. But I, th I think I think you build more self-confidence and, and self-understanding when you really take the time to understand who you are right? And become aware of that. And, if, and everyone has those conflicts. So you're not different by having, you know, part of you that that's like this and part of you that's like that. And I think when you come to peace that that exists, you can kind of, you have more confidence to control, you know, which part of you do you want to bring forward and, and lead with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I liked that you talked about some implementable steps there, right? Like you can meditate, you can literally take a step backwards in your life today and reevaluate and think about some things. Honestly, um, I use the shower. <laughs> like I'll just sit in the shower for a long time, you know, thinking about my day, thinking about my life and thinking about where I want to go next. Um, and when you talk about things that are good in the book, you also talk about purpose and, you know, you, uh, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, you seem to be a very big advocate of, you know, having a purpose driven life. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You're, this might be a bit of an interesting question because, you know, you're surrounded by, these immensely successful entrepreneurs. I, you know, I've built up a bit of a community, especially on LinkedIn, of all these young hustlers, entrepreneurs, all these entrepreneurs just getting it, but they're living their life and, you know, it's purpose driven. And, you know, something that I really wanted to ask you is like, is breaking out of that nine to five, is being an entrepreneur the only way to literally, not literally, is it, is it, is it the only way to find purpose? Because honestly, I haven't been, I haven't seen it been done any other ways. Everyone says, well, I have this purpose in life, therefore I'm going to be an entrepreneur, therefore I'm going to fulfill it through entrepreneurship. 
No, I think I think you'd have a purpose doing anything, right? As long as you have a purpose, right? So I talk about this in the book, the lemonade life, the, the, the definition of the lemonade life is leading your life on your terms with purpose and possibility. So purpose is the underlying reason why you do what you do. Okay, it's the reason you get up every single morning. It's the why in your life. And possibility is endless opportunity. So when you connect purpose and possibility, and you do it through action. That's how you lead the lemonade life. And you can do that in, in anything, right? I mean, your purpose does not have to be being an entrepreneur. I think so many people, you know, it's, it's like this black and white world where it's like you either work nine to five and you're a loser or you're like, you're, you're, or, or, you're, or suddenly, you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you're a winner. And, and I don't think that's right. I think you have to do what's best for you, right? I think people can absolutely work for other people, whether they work in business or nonprofit or they're a teacher or a doctor or a nurse or an educator. Um, it, it, it runs the gamut. But if you're happy doing that and 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 it's it, it gives you purpose in life, it gives you meaning, it allows you to create impact, it allows you to give back, that's wonderful. You don't need to quit your job because the nine to five for you, I mean, nine to five is like, it becomes a negative term, but nine to five for you can be wonderful. Like if you love what you do for a living, I mean, how amazing is that, right? You know, I, I gave a TED talk about happiness at work and most people are not happy at work. And, you know, we spend up to 70,000 hours of our life at work, right? I mean, think about that, 70,000 hours. If you don't have a purpose and you don't really know why you do what you do every single morning, I mean, imagine what your life's going to look like, right? So if you find it by starting your own business, wonderful. If you find it working for someone else, fantastic. If you um, are, are a parent and you stay home and you don't work, that can be a wonderful purpose in life, right? If you're um, someone of faith and you spend time, you know, counseling people and inspiring people um, through prayer and through, you know, faith-based services, that's wonderful too. It's fantastic. So, so many different ways to, to have purpose, um, but, but definitely figure out what your purpose is. And I'll tell you real quick, Ava, the best exercise I think people can do, and this, this sounds so simple, right? It's going to sound so simple what I'm going to tell you to do. Like literally take a piece of paper or on your phone, just type a, a note, right? And I just want you to write three words. My purpose is, and then and then literally just think about it, right? And that sounds like so simple. People are like, oh, my purpose is, and they just do it in one second, right? My purpose is money. My purpose is love. My purpose is my children, whatever. But if you actually like spend like 10 or 15 minutes actually thinking about what your, what your life purpose is, maybe you know it at this age, maybe you don't, but at least write it down what you think it is today. It can change over time. That is, that is like the best exercise you can do with your life. Literally, my purpose is, when you start thinking about that, like you're in college right now, right? You're just starting out college. You know, there's so many things being thrown at you right now. It's like, you're meeting people, you got a new roommate, you're like all these subjects, or what am I majoring? What do I do with my life? Blah, blah, blah. When you start figuring out what your purpose is, and again, it can change over time, it's going to give you a lot more grounding. It's going to give you more direction and what you think you want to do in life. And it's going to make an experience much more positive than it otherwise might be. And so I, I would just implore everyone to do that. Just spend about 10 or 15 minutes, figure out my purpose is. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, just imagine spending uh, 30 minutes on it. Because again, like like you said, you can have that one simple answer that pops up immediately in your head. Like, you know, my purpose is my family. My purpose is, you know, to, to, to help others. That's usually a really common one. But, you know, the more that I think about it, you know, you could say my purpose is, you know, to love, to be loving. My purpose is to be generous. But, you know... I, but you know, when, when you, when you think about it or when you say that a lot of times people have the idea of purpose and they feel the need that it, they feel the need to have it 
be really grandiose, right? To be really big, especially my generation, or at least a lot of younger people that I know, they want to make a difference. They want to change the world in a big way, even though they're just one person. That's an amazing idea to have. Like, that's amazing that you want to go out there and you want to try to make the world a little bit better uh, than, than when you found it. But do you think there are people out there that are afraid of their idea of purpose? that it might be too insignificant or it might be too small or it just might not add up to their own expectations of what they think that their purpose should be? That's a great question. And the answer is no, no purpose is, is too big or too small. You know why? Because you're, like you're, you, people's purposes are relevant to everybody else, right? It's a personal thing, right? Get rid of expectations, right? Expectations should never be in anyone's life. Don't expect anything, okay? And that, that's not a negative thing. That's actually a positive thing. Your purpose is for you. It's not, if it's, you know, Ava's purpose is for Ava. Zach's purpose is for Zach. You can share it with other people and maybe people will connect with it. But if they don't, or they're going to start judging or you think it's too small or too big or it's not grandiose or it doesn't impact enough people. I mean, just think about creating impact. I talk about this in the Lemonade Life. You know, you can be a teacher and you can impact the life of one student. Imagine just you impact the life of one student in your entire 30-year career. That's huge. That's amazing if you touch the life of one person or, you know, I, I write the lemonade life and, and one person literally is, is going down the wrong path or, or, or they're just going down the right path, but I, they find a better path. That, that's amazing for me, right? That's a huge accomplishment. Be able to change someone's life from a book. That, 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 that's a big deal, right? And so you can create a movement that impacts a million people or a billion people or you can change the life of one person. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't focus so much on magnitude. I I do something that gives you meaning in life and allows you to, to create impact if if that's what your purpose is. So definitely think about that. I think it, it gives perspective to people and takes a lot of weight off of your shoulders. Yeah, no, I think it does as well. Um especially just being surrounded by especially online like communities of people where they have these big grandiose ideas of what they want for their life and their purpose. Um I, I, I thank you so much for saying that because I think sometimes you get a little too caught up in that. And I just wanted to let that audience know that if your purpose is to go make wind chimes because you love wind chimes and wind chime, like just the memory of wind chimes is important to you and you want to share that with the world, go do that. Like, go do that. If that's your purpose and that's what you want to accomplish, please do it. Like, I don't think there's anything too small, but you know, time and time again, I feel like I've seen people shy away because their idea isn't big enough or their, you know, their concept of what they want to do isn't as, isn't as sexy or isn't as important as, you know, what their friends are doing. Right. But you're right. It, you know, it is personal, but I feel like it'd be really difficult to turn away from that because there's so many influences on in our life. Sure. Some of them beat us over the head. Like my college really enjoys beating me over the head with hours and hours of math. That's, <laughs> you know, I can see that every day, <laughs> but, but similarly, there's a lot of tiny minute um, influences in my life that if, if I don't keep them in check, they can consume me. Right. So how do you, you know, to live your own life, to go on your path and be set on your path. Uh, how do you, recognize these influences and try to dismiss them in order to, you know, to go, to go be the best you, you can be. So there's a whole section in the lemonade life. Um, one of the switches, one of the five switches in the acronym you brought up earlier called PRISM, P-R-I-S-M. Um, and I'll walk through real quickly what those mean. So P is for perspective. R is for risk. I is for independence. S is for self-awareness and M is for motion. And so basically you're flipping all five of these switches to move from a lemon life to a lemonade life. 
And it's that, that middle one, I. I is for independence. It's exactly what you're talking about. You know, most people are stuck in a life of dependence, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, they're, they're kind of living life either because they want to impress someone or um, they're following ideas of somebody else or they're worried what their friends are going to think or they're keeping up with the Joneses or they're kind of stuck in this social media hole, you know, black hole and they, they don't know how to get out. Maybe they realize it, maybe they don't. But, you know, w- when you can kind of drop that life of dependence, right? Just think about like how your life can change materially, right? So people who are worried, you know, what their, what their friends are going to think, right? Or like, oh, I have this idea, but oh, maybe no one's going to like it. Or, you know, social media puts pressure on me or my school puts pressure on me. And well, I better do this because, you know, they expect this of me or my parents want me to do this. So I better do this because they expect that of me. That's a lot of pressure, right? It's, it's, a, it's a ton of pressure for people. And people live their entire lives doing that, right? Right. They, they get they get told to marry a certain person. Right. Because their parents want them to or go to this school because, you know, mom and dad went there or, you know, this is the school that's going to get you the job. You know, you know, today, you know, some people don't e- don't even go to college. Right. And I've met a lot of people. You know, a lot of people write me and they're like, look, I, I haven't gone to college. Is that OK? I'm like, absolutely. Like, you know, if, if you're talking about entrepreneurship, I talk about this in the Lemonade Life. Entrepreneurship is the greatest form of meritocracy because anybody can do it. If you have a great idea. And you can execute on that idea. You could be a successful entrepreneur. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you have a great idea and you can execute, you can become a successful entrepreneur. And so that, that's empowering. And I think that people, and I talk about in the book a lot of strategies going back to your question of like how you can kind of, you know, break this mold of dependence, right? A lot of it starts with mindset and, and self-awareness too. Because coming back to self-awareness, when you take the time to understand who you are and what you're good at and what you're not good at, a lot of people kind of prop up themselves, right? Because they want to be good at everything. They want to give an outward appearance that they're, they're amazing, right? They're, they're a rock star and like, you know, in like basketball, they're great in, you know, school, everyone loves them. They're smart, they're creative, they can write, they can play the guitar, you know, they can do it all. (laughs) They can do it all. They can do it all. Right. But like, just be honest, be like, I have no idea how to play a guitar. No idea. You know, hey, you know, I haven't shot free throws since third grade or, you know, uh, math. No, I can I can count and I can multiply it, and that's it. You don't you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not because just think how much acting that involves. Right. You know, I mean, just think about it. It's like every day you have to put on a, a mask or wear a costume trying to be someone that you're not. And, you know, this has a lot of parallels to business, too, um, which I talk about in the book or um, that you can apply to your work or apply to your life. So and a lot of companies too. a lot of companies to pretend to be other people that they're not right. Try to be really cool and hip when like they're not a cool tech company. And so I talk about that too in the I book. Love so that. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of applications and there's a lot of practical ways how to, how to break free from this in the book. No, I, you know, I think that's an amazing thing that there is that potential to break free and entrepreneurship is a great, you know, like you said, a great way of having meritocracy because you can quite literally you can like you can accomplish it if you have a great idea and you believe in it and you think you, like you can think you can pull it off you can absolutely do it and i think that freedom is you know is so invaluable but but and it's also an abundant thing one comparison that i thought was interesting while i was doing my research was just the more i thought about it lemons are grown in droves like you know you really want a lemon you can go to the superstore and buy one but there's so many people that i know that live in a world of scarcity, they think lemons are a one-time thing. They think lemons are hard to like hard to get. How do you help bring someone um, from a life of scarcity, thinking that only certain people can actually have access to lemons to make lemonade, um, and help them believe that lemons are everywhere? Just go grab them. Gratitude, 
gratitude mm. gratitude is the way to do it and i think when people think about gratitude again another term that gets thrown around a lot but let's let's actually break down what it means i'll tell you what it means to me you might have a different definition but for me gratitude is really about realizing what you have in your life versus what you don't and so talking about that the scarcity and abundance idea and so you know when i take the time and i do this every single day um is i really think about the things i have in my life versus what i don't i think most people start the opposite you know they're like oh i don't have this job or oh i don't have the grades i want or oh i wish i had this or i wish i had that um that creates you know kind of negative feelings right negative emotions and so i think if you start your day every single day um with what you have and it can be little it doesn't have to be money it doesn't have to be a significant other it can be it could be anything, right? It could be like, like it's, it's sunny outside today or, you know, the flower patch outside my window or, you know, this great book I read or this great movie I saw or this class I'm taking in college. There's different ways you can kind of create gratitude, right? It's not to be this monetary thing. And I think when you find those little things in life or the big things that are important to you, your day starts off on the right track because it can only go up from there, right? Because you start from a position of strength rather than weakness. And, you know, so I, th I think if you start there with gratitude, that's huge. And then come back to that definition of the lemonade life about purpose and possibility. Again, purpose, the reason why you're doing what you do, that connects with gratitude. And then possibility, right? Like there are endless opportunities in this world. Endless opportunities. You know, people will tell you all the time, you're going to hear this your entire life. Like, you know, I'll, 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 I'll just use a book as an example. I mean, you know how many books have been written? <laughs> it's like millions and millions and millions of books, right? Like, like everyone has written a book, right? You know, everybody's made a movie, right? Everybody's created a company. Like all the great ideas are taken. All the great movies are taken. All the great books are in. That's not true at all, okay? Like there are a lot of talented people out there. And again, if you have something that's unique and impactful and you can tell it in the right way and create the, you know, something that makes people's lives better, um, you have a shot of greatness and don't let people define you again, culture of dependence. Don't let people tell you what you have to do or what you're going to do, right? Create it for yourself. If you believe in something and again, you have the talent to do it and you're good at it and people will pay you for it, um, or, or give you something for it, a value in return. Um, then by all means go for it. Don't let other people control, you know, the life that you lead such an, such a powerful lesson, right? Like so many people want to control, whether they do it on purpose or they do it by accident or, or they imply it, like want to control your destiny. And I think that most people give into that. Don't give into that. And the lemonade life is all about kind of carving your own path. It doesn't mean you need to become famous or, you know, become this like person of riches. It's defining your happiness, however you define it. That's so important. It's based on your happiness. It's your purview. It's your life. And no one can define that for you. So all the work you do in your life is for you. And it's based on your actions, right? Your happiness is your definition. And everyone's definition of happiness can be different. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Your definition of happiness is personal to you. And all the work that you do in your life is for you. That is definitely something to ponder on until part two of this interview, which comes out tomorrow. Be sure to stay tuned for Zach's take on the powerful tool of gratitude, how to look beyond your wolf pack, and how to see beyond your set limitations.